Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Disenchantment, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. Andy Potter. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hey. Uh, you can find uh, other podcasts that, w- that we've had here uh, talking about other shows on Netflix and other networks at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also find us on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube or on iTunes, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. Uh, wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate any ratings or reviews you'd like to leave us. But uh, yeah, today we are talking about the new series on Netflix, uh, Disenchantment, the latest uh, venture by Matt Groening, more famous for The Simpsons and Futurama. Um, it's an adult animated fantasy sitcom. Um, it was just released uh, on August 17th. So uh, the, the four of us here have uh, binged it in the past couple of days. Oh, and uh, we're here to, yeah. to give, give our takes on it. Um, we're going to begin with a non-spoilery discussion in case you want just general thoughts before you decide if you want to go dive in for yourself or if you'd rather just listen to us um, ramble about it for an hour after that. That's probably but, better. Yeah. Well, well, hey, hold, hold on here. <laughs> but uh, um, admittedly, as maybe you're getting from the tone, there are some mixed reviews about this show coming mm-hmm. out. So we, we have on one side some positives like the New Yorker calling this Matt Groening making the most of medieval slapstick pestilence. But then on the other hand, you have more negative reviews like Entertainment Weekly. This enchantment is like a never-ending Treehouse of Horror sketch. Uh. So we, the, the, there are people on both sides of the aisle, it seems, with this show. So we'll get takes of the people here. Um, let, let's start with uh, Sam. You, you were the one who, watched the, who finished the show most recently, I believe. Uh, how, how did you feel coming out of this show? It was boring. <laughs> It was really boring and dull, and, like, I just, I can't remember anything from it, pretty much. Even though I just finished it, like, earlier today. I don't know. It was, I was expecting more something along the lines emotionally of Futurama, uh, considering, you know, it's Matt Grinning and um, David X. Cohen is involved. But no, it's not. It's just... It has potential to have more emotional moments than it did or have like more landing jokes or just like do more. But instead, it is just kind of like a prolonged treehouse of horror thing and nothing is consequential and it's just really fucking boring. Okay, that, that, that's a, a, a very um, concise way of describing it. Uh, Andy, would you like to give your takes here? Uh... I'm not going to have very different takes. It was a very boring show. I I have to um, agree with Sam that I don't remember much of anything in terms of jokes from the show. There were, I, I think the biggest issue with the show is that it had potential. There were um, times where I was watching, I'm like, yeah, they could have done something interesting with this. And they just decided to choose, like, the most boring possible outcome for everything that happened. It says a lot when you're watching this show and the most sympathetic character is the demon. Because <laughs> I think that's true. It is. And I don't mean that in, like, a, oh, the rest of the characters are fun in, like, a really, like, they're morally bad kind of way. They're just boring bad people that have. I have no interest in. And one of them's Elfo, an elf that literally just goes around and says, I'm happy all the time. And he is just as boring as all the really horrible people that do bad things. It's Hi, just, I'm Elfo. Yeah. You have to get used to him saying that or cause. I think that might be the most like common line in the show. I think he says it at least once an episode. Hi, I'm Elfo. Ugh. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a catchphrase. bad catchphrase. But long story short, Alex, this is just this show is a slog and it's just boring. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I it, it bored me. <laughs> OK, so we have two votes for boring. Uh, Steve, do you want to make it unanimous or do you have uh, a different opinion? <laughs> uh, it's more of a mixed opinion. My, my opinion, though, it was the first half of the sh- of it was a chore to watch. I admit that it's and. Especially the first episode was like 36 minutes. And I have to admit, the way I watched it, I watched like the first three episodes on Friday. Then the sec- 
then fourth and fifth episode on Saturday, then I didn't really watch it, didn't watch the last five till Monday. I just kept putting it off wanting to gain a watch the show. I have other stuff. Like, why don't I just go watch uh, Craig of the Creek or, you know, or or Spirit Riding Free or, or I'll all check right, out the new Powerpuff right. Girls or something. Just something to keep putting it off. And I do say it got a little better towards the end. The last few episodes, the last couple episodes, I actually thought was all right. Um, I really don't like these main characters. Elfo just annoys the shit out of me. Oh, oh man. But but I there are so some characters. I love the demon Lucy. He's actually pretty good. I love his snarkiness. Um, things all right. Um, just though, I do think maybe the one saving character I actually like is Una. Might be the only character that might come close to saving this show. Um, all but, right. Uh, we'll we'll get into the it, character uh, specifics it, uh, later. But, but at um, least I just have to say this on a positive note that it it's better towards the end than it is at the beginning. So maybe they got through all the rough patches, but I don't know. Well, I, I think the uh, com- a commonality we're mentioning here is potential, right? <laughs> like, the, the, there's there's something to be seen. Especially, I, I agree with you, Steve. That near the end, like, the, there's stuff there that you could think, well, okay, the, there's something to build on. But at the same time, I I mostly agree that the rest of this show is just boring to yeah, watch. Yeah, just say the- one thing. I, I think I might say sacrilege just to mention this show in the same breath as this show, but. Remember how Steven Universe started out. So, well, look here. Here's my thing. Okay, these episodes are thirty minutes long each. Yeah, they're they're too long. Why can't they be too long? They they stretch these out needlessly. There's not enough jokes to fill that that runtime. And I hear people comparing this to like this stuff like BoJack Horseman, for example, that also got not great reviews on its first season. But the problem is those episodes are funnier at the very least. Like even if there there's not a story that it begins, like it it shows up near the end where you get into the more of the emotional depths. But at least it's funny to start with. Uh, This this show doesn't even have that to get you through the the beginning of of these of this series and by the time you get to the end you've worked through so much that it's it feels more like a feeling of well i've stuck it out this far might as well see it through rather than actually being interested in the characters so i i think that this enchantment is a show that while i i i I see the potential and i do think that but like if you if you manage to see it through to season two season three it could be a good show but right now like the, the this season was terrible i know why don't they follow the dreamsworth pack like like voltron or their other shows which are they're all like 23 minutes long or 22 minutes long each episode why does that have to be like the first episode 36 minutes man why well, um, I guess we can lift the, the the spoiler alert here. So, like, uh, you've gotten our general takes. It's not it's not really that good. Um, so, but if you want to go watch for yourself, make your own opinions. Feel free to do that. But uh, yeah, so just uh, lift lifting that restriction here. This show tries to be a story driven show like it's not uh, at least from the very beginning you're setting up stuff like the mom being disappeared and the demon you have like people controlling him from the outside and stuff but the at the same time because these are 30 minute episodes that we don't touch in enough with those stories so that by the end of the series it it still feels like coming out of nowhere like uh, how how did uh, um andy how did you react to like the at the actual story elements being introduced at the end of the series, see the the story. It's kind of a misnomer. It's not really a story here. There's just a couple of events that kind of happen at the end, and they kind of push us in the direction of maybe having a plot. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how that goes next season, because it it really feels like they're setting up for another season, but. The thing is, this show really couldn't decide whether it wanted to be serialized or it wanted to be episodic. It just couldn't decide. Because the first episode, it starts, and it feels like it's going to be going, okay, we're going to leave the castle. We're going to see Bean try to find her way. She's going to like find herself out here outside of her kingdom. And the episode ends, and she very unceremoniously ends up back in the kingdom again. And you realize, oh, this show is just going to not go anywhere. And it 
proceeds to not go anywhere until the end of the ninth episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what did it for me. Because if they had just kept us outside of the kingdom and had them journeying together, because I think the fact of the matter is I don't like Elfo or Bean, but the three of them together have the best rapport of anyone on the show. But they constantly split the three of them up over and over and over again. And I just don't care. I I care very little for the characters in this show, but I care a little bit more for being Elfo and Lucy than everyone else. Mm. And so I guess the story just didn't really matter to me at all because nothing else mattered to me. Mm. Nothing mattered. Um, Sam, your reactions, I imagine, were similar? Yeah, dude, like, I don't even know who the other characters are besides being Elfo, Lucy, and, like, her dad. Dad is it. Yeah, like... I I remember Una's... Actually, I I think Una's actually a pretty fun character, but we never see her. Who the fuck is she? She's the... uh, I know who she is. (laughs) She's, uh... Like, philosophically, who who is she, really? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, she's just as, like... Oh, I think, well, I think she's the, uh... The Melania of this kingdom, but uh, sure. Um, but uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, uh, I, 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 I think that that is important. The fact that the characters themselves aren't, uh, um, for lack of a better word, they aren't enchanting enough to really. Get and and, I, and I'm with this. Andy. I thought the same thing. It was going to be like this adventure show. They go out away from the kingdom. That's what the uh, some of the trailers indicate. So I felt like I've been duped. I've been trolled. And uh, okay, I also think that there, there was this um, there was this whole subplot going on through the whole show. Subplot is very generous, by the way, of the fact that they needed elf blood, and like they talked about it one episode, then they didn't talk about it for like three episodes straight. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is still happening because the show just kind of left some plots just hang there for multiple episodes without giving us any idea that that was anything beyond just a weird joke because i thought that elf blood thing was just a joke that would go away after an episode but apparently it stuck around it was just so strange the show just couldn't figure out its tone it couldn't figure out when it wanted things to matter for longer than a couple of seconds it was just so strange Mm. Yeah, and uh, another subplot that like stuck stood out to me. We have uh, them sending Lu- Lucy the demon. Like, there's these this couple that's in the shadows yeah. all the time. We see them spying on but them. It's never, but like it, it, they they like pop up. They cut away to them like a couple of times in the early episodes. They disappear for a while. Then they show up near the end with the the Exorcist episode. Like, ha, we did it. We're, our plan is working. But then in the finale, in the season finale, we don't see them at all. So I'm left Which wondering. Makes... <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so did he? Did Matt Groening really think that people would care enough to watch another season just to find out who those two were? Because I don't think anybody cares. I well, I I think I know what they're trying to do. I have a feeling those two is sort of like a fourth wall joke that they sort of represent maybe the producers or, or writers of the show, and I think they might be going for that. Well, look, I I actually rewatch. Re- uh, unfortunately, I had to rewatch this oh show. My God. So, oh my God. So I, I I was sub- I was subjected to this show twice. Okay, and uh, there's actually details to like that's supposed to give you a fodder to theorize about them because like they mentioned that the the guy that they send into the into the crypt like I'm an assassin from Maru in service of Emperor Cloyd. And Maru is the kingdom that uh, apparently attacked this uh, other kingdom in the past, the, the snake-based economy joke or whatever. Oh, oh so, that's my favorite joke of the show, by the way. The only really? joke. I don't know why. Snake-based economy, economy was a very Futurama <laughs> joke. I don't know why. It was funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the, the they they make that connection right to the old kingdom, and then also at in the finale, everyone's turning to stone, just like the people turning to stone inside that uh, that crypt or whatever. So like if you're tr- if you're paying attention to the show, you do get some kind of like okay, all this matters in a way. But the problem is these episodes are so long and they're full of nothing that like how how am I supposed to have space in my brain to keep this in my mind mm-hmm. and hour after having watched just two episodes and then on top of that no one in the show notices it 
I think maybe Lucy, maybe, but he just doesn't give a fuck. So no, but like like, like Andy, like the show doesn't point it out. Like yeah, it it, yeah. it drop it drops it there, but like it it's banking on the viewer to be entranced enough in but, the in the dialogue to pick it, it up. But Lucy but, expects us to care. I noticed yeah. it, but I didn't care. I thought because they didn't call it out that it wasn't actually a thing that was happening. But some of the twists, though. I saw kind of saw coming like my way like uh like I pretty much knew that um Dagmar was sort of responsible or tried to kill Zog in that flashback when he came out when she came back I knew it but it took forever for that thing to be revealed to us the audience like I know it I know what's going on there don't play me like a fool Lucy's the only one to figure it out. He's like, that's why he probably is the best character, because he's the only one with half a brain in this show. Okay, uh, so- okay. Question. Because I literally don't know. Was Zog and Dragmar, that's her real mom and the, the king? Yes. Okay. So, I, I mean... I, I still am not sure after watching this show. The, 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 the flashback they show us said that they had a baby together and that it was Bean. But also the, the the thing is you're throwing this twist in at the end, so like uh, I, I don't know, the show could throw another twist if it's really wow. she was acting so so suspicious as soon as she came back. Like I'm like, this is not right. Red flag, red flag, red flag on this character, and no one notices. Yeah, and uh, uh, we we get uh, I guess before we we talk about the uh, Dagmar and uh, Bean, I guess we need to deal with like the main characters themselves because we we've been going around it like these characters are boring, but like uh, well, l- let's start with the positive first. So it seems that most of us are okay with Lucy. Um, uh, Sa- Sam, what what are your opinions on on Lucy and him okay. compared to the other two? I mentioned this on the Discord when I was on the first couple episodes. He reminds me of the puberty monster from Big Mouth. And historically, I really hate Big Mouth. And that was the worst character from that show. So I'm not too big on Lucy, to be honest. He's like, you know, the Bender type, the, you know, puberty monster type, uh, the Brian Griffin type, etc. You know, that type of character that's in every quote-unquote adult animated show that's supposed to be like the wise kraken uh evil uh whatever brian griffin isn't evil um <laughs> maybe stewie would be the more apt comparison yeah. but you know what i'm getting at it's supposed to be you know this out of left field like oh it's wacky it's a robot it's a demon it's just like imaginary monster it's a baby etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's a trope i'm kind of like over because every adult animated show keeps using it but I think Lucy does have his moments, especially towards the end of the series. Um, I do have to commend Eric Andre on his voice acting. Very good job. Bravo. Uh, but, like, I just don't really feel too much for him because he's like Mushu from Mulan. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, being sent in by these, like, mis- well, in this case, mysterious figures to go, like, uh, well, again, in this case, kind of fuck up the main character's life. But that's not what- what's happening. I don't know. It's just... Confused. Confused. Um, Andy, your 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 thoughts on on anything that makes Lucy stand out? I I'll have to agree with Sam that he is a very Matt Groening character. It feels like Matt Groening fits a character like this into every single one of his shows. That there needs to be this weird, like, just just weird character out of nowhere. But um, I I'll I'll rephrase what I said earlier. I said he was the most sympathetic character on the show. That doesn't mean I like him. He just oh, is okay. the, he's just the best character on the show. I he's okay. There were moments where I liked him, but overall I found his whole everything kind of run into the ground most of the time because he kind of only had one note and he played it well. Like like I, like Sam said Eric Andre did it well, but that one note is just really boring when it's played over and over and over again. I did, I did like when he was a little more caring for people. It was interesting that he like saved Bean during the exorcism, or that it was interesting when he, um, the the whole interaction when Bean saved him. Like there was there was um, it came the closest to interesting that the show got, but he's still a very one dimensional character on a on a on a in a show with zero dimensional characters so 
you take what you can get. No, and I'm I'm glad you highlighted that last part because that that's what I think makes Lucy at least a little better than the others is that he doesn't feel as static. Like yeah. by the end, like it, it does feel a little bit more earned that he's actually this kind of, like slightly more caring about things. Or like yeah. when when Elfo is dead. Oh, spoiler alert! Elfo's dead, by the way. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, oh but, my heart, my heart. But bleeds. like uh, Lucy actually feels kind of bad there, and like you see him at this at the at the funeral feeling like that and also he's helping zog reveal his secrets like he's actually doing stuff that's meaningful by the end of the show and and comparing that to where he was at the beginning it's actually feels like a change where whereas with bean and elfo um i I don't think they change at all throughout this entire show because their impetus as characters is that they're trying to change and they refuse to change no matter what it's Mm -hmm. so weird like Mm -hmm. elfo left the the elf place because he was like i want to experience something new and he ends up just leaving there and being like a happy-go-lucky character no matter what and then bean is like i want to get better and then she does everything she can to just remain a drunk and remain just really it's like i understand sam that like like there there's a relatable character in there somewhere but she's just well, well Sam, what are your feelings on Bean? It's just a waste, really. I mean, you get yeah. Abby Jacobson to voice her. Um, you know, like, the rare, rare, rare female protagonist in animation. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, you give her a show that is just, like, no plot. Um, like nothing really going on. Uh, her character is just like, what the fuck? Um, you know, like, you know, characters can be, you know, whatever they want. I'm not saying, oh, you made the female character drunk. Like, what are you doing? But like, I don't, I feel like she had like a lot of potential that just wasn't tapped into. Mm. She like specifically, I really liked the scene where she was at the party asking people to dance with her and she was getting really sad. I'm like, oh, and that was like episode four, I think. And I was like, oh, the show is actually moving places. And then we never touch on something like that ever nope. again in, in, yeah. in, in, in a really heavy way at all. Like, I really liked that scene. When I first saw, heard about this show, I heard about this plot and saw it being, my thought was, hmm, this could be the adult version of Star, you know, because she sort of seemed like the whole rebel princess thing. And it really doesn't really get to that point it's not i didn't expect it to be as good as star i'm just saying could have been maybe had potential they just you're right you got it right it had potential it's still they can do something because especially at the end i'm i think she might be a quarter demon i think that's what they're going for but so we could have demon being at some point so and elfo yeah, we, yeah just uh I tell you uh, this though. I tell you this. My hot take though: the whole Elfo being thing relationship that makes uh, Lance and Allura look good by comparison. Less <laughs> annoying. But but uh, I say this though: at the very least, though, it did not stay in one place. If Elfo has a has a secret question being that she never finds out, or you know they drag it out forever yeah. and ever, they at least move that along. So at least they did that. This show always does stuff to really just get on my nerves to all my pet peeves. But this, but towards the end, it's like. Okay, maybe not so bad. They surprised me a little bit. They saved well, themselves you, you, a little you, bit. You say that they, they're not dragging it out, but at the same time, Alpha is dead, but we know that he's not going to stay dead, oh, right? No. And so when it, when it comes back, we're going to come back to this because they never actually resolve you know, it. They just throw you know it under I the thought, rug. You know what I thought they were going for? I thought this has been hilariously great, though, that... Dagmore was Elfo's mom, so being an uh, Elfo okay. has to like the, the, this. This show doesn't deserve your crack theories, okay? <laughs> it Steve? doesn't. You, you, but that's really. what they're going for, but probably not. <laughs> uh, but but we we can talk about uh, Bean's parents as well. Um, Zog, voiced Did, by John Minaj. Can we talk Minaj. about Elfo first? Really oh, quick. oh yeah, we we didn't really talk about Elfo. So well, we've talked about Elfo being just not changing at all. But like, is there anything you want to add to uh, Elfo analysis here? I just wanted to say. What was the point of him not being an elf? Because we didn't even talk about what he is. Yeah. What was the point? Like, what of is he? That? What was the point he, of that? And what? Why did he leave the village? Personally, I thought his elf girlfriend was good enough. What the well, hell? Well, it, oh, look, I didn't want. want yeah. 
<laughs> and also, like, the show begins framing Alpha as, like, you know, kind of interesting in that, okay, he doesn't feel right around all these people who are happy all the time because he thinks that there's more to life. Like, that's a basic premise for a character. And they even but call out it, in a we, really unsubtle way, like, oh, this is mental illness or something. Like, it wasn't yeah, great, yeah. but, I mean, at least they were trying for something. Uh-huh. But but throughout the show we never really get into that. Like he sta- he stays the same character. He gets more violent, I guess. Like he punches people more, but th- that that's that's about it. And so by the time he comes back, like he's he he says something like, "Oh, I can't go back. I'm a total badass now or something." But really all he's done is leave and go back. He hasn't actually changed as a person. No, so. no he hasn't. But you reminded me Speaking of Elfo being being uh, more violent, I did think of one scene that made me chuckle a little bit. It was when they saved him, and he jumped out and started punching Lucy a bunch, and he just didn't stop. And, he, and, and Lucy was like, "Why aren't you stopping?" Because like, I know you're gonna hurt me when I stop. And it was like, like that was one of the few times like I felt like, "Oh, this group has rapport." And then like, it, it comes in like flashes, and then it just goes away. I don't know what they're right, how the writers do it, but they make just a moment of rapport happen, and then it just disappears as, as quick as it appears. Well, the problem, once again, it's 30 minutes, right? So, yeah. like, you can have these little moments, but when they're hidden inside such lar- large swaths of other stuff going on, so it gets lost pretty easily. It's just so long! I, yeah! Like, I, I think that's the biggest problem with the show. If it had just been 11-minute episodes, it might have been okay, but 27 minutes is way too long for a show. God, I would like, you know, I would be like, you know, watching it, and then I would like, you know, put the mouse over the screen. It was only halfway over. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, what the hell? I remember Sam. You were, we were talking to you. You were watching the first episode. I'm like, can you believe you're still the first episode? No. You literally said it felt like five years to get through that. So, uh, so now we've covered the main characters. I guess we can go a little bit into other, like, secondary but sort of main characters. We also have King Zog here, voiced by John DiMaggio. We haven't really discussed him at all, but he's basically like, you know, loud, loudmouth king. Uh, at at the end, we we see a bit more of his softer side. It's revealed that uh, the the characters are assuming that he wants the elixir of life for himself, but he reveals it's for getting uh, uh, Queen Dagmar back, and so like, you get the soft side there. Why? But, uh, how do we feel about his character throughout the show? Ah, uh, an idiot. Why? Do, why are you? Why do you want to bring back your dead wife when you're already remarried, man? That's just stupid. Do you know what the ramifications of that? Uh, yeah, it seems that he doesn't think things through. That is a character trait they, um, they I put think very the, often for him. I think the more stupid part is that it worked, but I don't think I would have made the logical leap that an elixir of life would fix someone who is turned to stone. It's just a weird... Log- it's a weird thing to think would work i don't know why i'm questioning the plot of this show but it's strange <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well they, they seem to frame it as like just a cure-all like no matter like whatever you think will happen will happen sort of thing because it, it is very vague and they try it on dead pe- uh, they try it on dead people several times and it either yeah. works or doesn't oh, work so or what about so... these oh go ahead yeah oh also like they try it on the half dead fiance who pretty much lived through the whole season until the very end i think he's dead this time well his brain fell out i think yeah 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 <laughs> he, he could still live without a brain probably like, like how it's like he was still alive somehow i don't know he said yeah it was a, a run, running gag throughout but yeah zog himself like is just a, a, a character that doesn't really i think he has his moments of being funny like the, they have a gag of him reciting things as he's inspecting things like oh the columns are good oh the lower tier is fine or like as he's walking up the stairs he's like reciting his actions and stuff i, I think that's an okay running gag but just as as a He's a very boring king. <laughs> like, he just boring. does kingly tropes, so, so there's it, not much. It, to anyone him. knows though the way he talks though. I think Don DiMaggio. He's trying to do an uh, Carol Connor impression, a Archie Bunker voice. I towards, especially towards the end, the way he squeals just a bit. It it sounds like that to me. I mean, to me, he just sounds like Bender or Angry but, Jake, but, yeah, but um, yeah. like I, I yeah. didn't really get that he was doing much with his voice. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so Zog is around. 
Mm-hmm. He's there. I mean, yeah. were there any other major characters beyond those four? Well, I, don't, no, I no, guess major. not because. But they're show stealing we... characters. The characters. So some of the my characters I like, like the uh, Tess, and I loved Una. Um, she was very interesting. And also, it seems it, it's pretty much confirmed though that the uh, the wizard, the royal wizard, and the prime minister, or I don't know him, the bald dude, they have they are in a relationship. Uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about Oddball and Sorcerio. That they're characters that do pop in and out. Sorcerio um, <laughs> yeah. is the main mage. Oddball is the uh, prime minister, and uh, yeah, that they they also have their moments of being funny, I guess. But uh, I I actually think they're one of the better side characters. But uh, well, I care more about their relationship than being an elf. So <laughs> uh, okay, if you want to talk about that, how do you feel about throwing in the fact that they're gay wizards? I don't care which is <laughs> i like stuff representation like that in shows it was kind of a blink and you miss it type deal yeah yeah i don't mind it too much uh sam were you gonna say something i didn't even notice there oh, was okay. there was a scene during the party episode sam oh, they, yeah, had, they had like an orgy or whatever yeah so we, we we have the the gay sorcerers um we also have um bi- uh, two characters i want to point out first uh, prince Merkimer. Uh, he's voiced by matt berry a british actor um from the uh, more known from the it crowd um he appears in the first couple of episodes he disappears for a while he gets turned into a pig and then like just does like one or two lines later in the in the show mm-hmm. but i I liked him because he's brash and over the top and I, I just think that that's more of what this show needs like it needs more over the topness mm-hmm. but everything else feels so muted so he he stood out to me as kind of an interesting side character to have around I was mm-hmm. expecting um, honestly him to join the main cast because he was an he was an over the top fantastical character like I thought it was kind of a waste to just throw him to the side right. and, when, and when they and when they did throw him to the side I was like oh we're going to get fantastical stuff like this all the time. And I was like, nope, we're going to stick with like humans, people that look like humans mostly. And it's yeah. like, okay, this seems like a waste. Mm-hmm. Just strange. Yeah, and they, they stick him with the useless side plot at some point of like him as a pig and asking advice from Lucy to get uh, um, ladies or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and that, that, that just felt like a waste of time. So Even though <laughs> yeah. I like those two characters, it's still... You're- no, yeah, like I think uh, that they're fine characters, but like especially at the beginning, like Prince Merkimer has it gives a nice jolt compared to the mutinous of the rest of the characters, but he doesn't show up enough for me. And uh, also the the exorcist, um, Big Joe, he's called. Um, I I think also like he he's got a uh, an interesting vibe, like very creepy vibe, and he ends up being an important character in one of the later episodes. And I I think also he does a pretty good job of executing his role and he he's got a couple of, of good lines too like uh, curing um oh uh, curing from the exorcism it's like remember to take lots of water and some rest and so, like i just like after doing all his oh, aladdin well, junk I, so I, I i like big joe as a supporting character i like his too. line about villains like no i don't consider myself a villain for my perspective i'm doing the right thing but yeah, like that, that's, that's like the base joke. level though for a villain <laughs> like that's like that's like the minimum required for an interesting villain. It's to say like, oh yeah, I'm not just I'm not just Zarkon or Ozai. I have a little bit of depth here. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I thought it's just not meta much. humor. I, I, yeah, it's not much. I, but those little jokes are some of the jokes that just sort of keep the show afloat for being completely awful. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're praising it for doing the bare minimum, I guess. Too. Well, right. I, <laughs> one character I. We're gonna talk about Una. That's the character I kind of want. Okay, to talk fine. About. Talk about Una. You can, you <laughs> keep bringing her up. Well, I, I love Una, man. She's she's awesome. She's kind of an underutilized character, kind of. And I don't know. I think she's awesome. Um, I do think though, being maybe you should talk to sour cream about learning a lesson about how sometimes um, step parent can be better than your biological parent. Um, uh, uh, and I okay. do feel bad um, and, and, for. Yeah. And I've, any other people's thoughts on on Una? I I think that, but like in the in the last episode that they're trying to set her up as like the fake so, villain. Although I don't know if she actually ends up being involved I or not. So like I got confused by the end. Maybe I'm overthinking things, but they're sort of like how everyone suspected her because she's sort of the outsider. I thought maybe it was sort of like a play on what's going on in our world today. How 
how we don't trust people from other countries or like the our or people like other religions. I thought they were do going for some type of thing, or maybe I'm giving the show too much credit. Um, that's possible. Although <laughs> I do think that this show does run in stereotypes a lot, like especially yeah. with the with the foreigner stuff. Like we we had the the Dankmeyer episode where ever, that it is treated as if they're going to a foreign nation and they're all talking in in accents very quickly. Um, you got the rednecks in that episode. What's up with the um, Bing's little brother? Um. For like half, half the first like five episodes, he is mute. I don't even know the person's gender, and then suddenly he he talks. Yeah, Ke- Kevin. Feel, uh, I think his name is Kevin, but like, uh, I don't know, like Derek or something. Yeah, who, who cares? But yeah, he just pops up uh, at halfway through the show. And that feels like a lot of things with the show. They just pop up like mm-hmm. at, at, at random. Um, Let's see here. I guess other things that we haven't really talked about yet. Um, let's see here. <laughs> have I, we discussed pretty much everything? I, I had a couple things I wanted to talk about in terms of like why the show makes me mad. Because I don't sure. think we really talked about that. Because when there are a lot of bad shows out there. But there are a lot of bad shows that I don't feel the need to be this upset about. And the reason for that is that there was something here they could have worked with. And that makes me very upset that they had the workings of something that could be funny, that could be interesting, that could have been a plot heavy show. And they decided to take every wrong turn, what feels like on purpose, just because they didn't want to test their audience or test their writers or something like who knows why. But the point is that they had they had something here. They had a somewhat good idea. They had a female led show. They had a diverse cast for what it is. It's not really diverse, but it's more diverse than a lot of other shows like this. And it's just was it a good I think it was a good idea, but then they just tore it all up and said, Nope, we're gonna do the bare minimum here and try not to do anything crazy. And it it, it just goes through the whole show like that. We have scenes where because the main character is a woman, we have scenes where the joke is that she's naked. And it's like uh, we don't need stuff uh, like that. We don't uh, need that. And it made me so upset that we went to that type of humor. Like we wouldn't have that type of humor if it's just so unnecessary, and it just stuff like that percolates through the entire show, and I just hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- th- there's another scene that reminds me that they um they find a gang that recruits them into stealing the family crypt or something, and oh. the, the leader is also a woman. It's like, hey, woman should help woman. If woman ran the world, there'd be less crime. Oh, but like it feel it feels so out of place in in this. Also, show. later, like, later on, so so ham handed, and also later on, do the joke about um. How, now is not the time to worry about gender equality or gender neutral while something else is going on. Um, I think like the show is very self-aware of tropes. I think they're trying to parody oh, it. I, I, I don't think they're self-aware no. at all. Oh, I no, think no, no. they're buying I, into it. I think that they just went on TV tropes and just copied and pasted as many as they could. <laughs> That's what it feels to me. It's yes, self self aware implies that you're making you're you're making fun of the trope at the very least. But here that it feels like they're playing it all very straight to me. Like well, Matt, that, and well, there's very few meta jokes. Like uh, aside from like one at the very end is like, and it took us all season to get to this point or something. Like that was the only <laughs> meta joke I found in the entire show. So like otherwise, it feels very very like played normally yeah like and if you want to play it normally you have to really like on a show like this you have to really have good writing or you have and you have to have a plot of some kind you can't have this bare bones type thing where you take yourself super seriously if you're gonna go nowhere with anything and and also like what they would zog pretty much they made him for whole most of the season just this one note unsympathetic character and then like towards the end they try to give him some death and make him somewhat sympathetic and it's like a little too little too late and, and same with plots right like yeah. uh, pl- episodes 9 and 10 like they throw a lot of big stuff in there but like the, you wonder what what was happening in episodes 2 through 7 <laughs> like we couldn't yeah. we couldn't have like built built upon this a little quicker you know what this <laughs> show reminds me of it reminds me of Digimon Cross Wars Young Hunters. Uh, okay, how, like, nobody's going to get that reference. I, no, I, 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 I've, I've indulged all your references for today. But, <laughs> that, that, that's a bit, Alex, that, I was that, waiting for you much. to be done. I was waiting. Wow. For- uh, look, look. Uh, um, 
but yeah, this this show has a lot of wrong things. Also, just continuing the problem with like them not being great with the progressivism either. Like that, there's also a scene with the Griffin, right? And uh, they they fall into that, and they make they make the joke that he's vo- that it's voiced like a male, but it's actually a female. It's like genders, they throw the genders a spectrum line in, and uh, yeah, I recall uh, like a lot of like oh gender equality whatever jokes, and I'm like. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and I, it seems like it wasn't it seemed like they were just like oh this is being progressive and they're like but it's like you didn't take the time to understand what these things actually are so the jokes don't land i think they're trying to like kind of not make a mockery of progressivism but like trying to make that the joke like oh isn't it funny that like being progressive is a thing in like these medieval D and D type times. Haha. Uh-huh. Which is okay. Now that you mentioned that, which is even more insulting because D and D is at this point is one of the like an incredible place to be progressive in general, and they're like kind of spitting it in the eye. I kind of yeah. hate that. Um, you know, I, I the way I saw my interpretation, you know, I'm pretty sure Dreamland is supposed to be the United States of America, and. The worst thing, and and we're trying to have, and it's supposed to represent us because it does feel though, um, the well, dog does feel a lot like a certain somebody. So well, well, but, look, it's a, it's a trope of of a loudmouth king, yeah. and uh, that they, they we've already <laughs> talked about like the foreigner trope, like yeah. they they about do that in one episode <laughs> and all. So it's just it's all very boring. <laughs> I, I think it's more like, than just. I don't think this is supposed to be like a. It's supposed to represent America or anything. It's this is just the environment that Macaroni makes for every single show. That the general populace is just really stupid, and there's a couple of really stupid people oh. who are ruling everybody. And it's dude, just, I thought that you just called it Macaroni. I, I am. I did have Macaroni for dinner, and this guy pro- got the point. And he invented a lot of tropes. He invented it. I think. Yeah. The Simpsons was like so such so, such so many tropes have come from The Simpsons. So. I don't know, so maybe he's not capable of making fun of tropes because he invented a lot of them. Maybe he just has, like, a lot of yes-men around him. It's possible. It's also possible that he doesn't have very many ideas, and he just had, like, one or two, and he's like, let's just ride these forever. Because, like, like, when you tear Simpsons down, it's not a very complex show. It just, he had a couple of characters, and he's like, oh, these are relatable, and he just stayed with that. I'll be dead, and The Simpsons will still be on the air. Yeah, but... yeah, it, it'll just keep going and going. Um, like the the weird part for me is that I I've never never watched The Simpsons. Really? I've watched maybe really? one one or two episodes of Futurama. So like for me, this is my first exposure to a Matt Groening show at all. But like at the, yeah, it, it's it's not a good one. And like the tropes, even if even if they're copies of of other shows, like it's just it's just a copy of any like yeah. any boring show that exists like it's not even a, at least to me it doesn't feel specific to a person like it's just uh like a like like a fanfic almost <laughs> yeah it's alex you you went, came from the weird perspective of like the simpsons happened right you missed that all the other shows yeah. tried to copy the simpsons and were bad at it you've seen like examples of those and now you're just watching this show and it's like <laughs> that's the only exposure you're getting to the simpsons it's like you're getting like third like it's it's like tevin bacon or whatever like or like whisper down the lane <laughs> no matter how like it's just like we keep saying it over and over and over again it just gets a little worse every time we iterate on this it's so it's so bad because like the early simpsons is great but this show if you just watch the show you have to guess matt Grody is one of the worst one of the worst showrunners ever because this show is just so Boring. Well, I I just wonder where's the hype coming from. Is what, what, what my know. opinion yeah. is of this, because uh, yeah, like that. There's nothing unique about this. He's living and even to the even to the point of like we we mentioned like potential. Like part of that comes from just using the setting, right? Like uh, you're in a medieval fantasy thing, but like uh, they they do an episode with the executioner. That's like kind of okay. Um, I don't know that the. the they they have a lot of visual gags, but it's just it's it's drowned out by like dialogue that feels like it could be in any show. It, uh, it feels like they had, like it feels like they nailed the setting, but they just kind of ignored it. 
it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, like, well, one, one thing I want to say, like, I, I think, uh, I, I assume Futurama is kind of like this, too, from, like, stills I've seen. But the animation is actually pretty good for this show, actually. Well, like, yeah, the, the, the whole 2D, 3D combination thing, like, it works perfectly for the, the giant castles yes, that they have. And that stuff. castle is incredible. Like, it yeah, looks and, amazingly good. And, and like the 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 finale when they show when they're showing like the 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 courtyard and all the dead soldiers and like you're seeing that from above and then you screw, you pan up to the castle like that's a beautiful shot that like in a more dramatic finale would be like okay this is the perfect ending, but like the problem is all the stuff that happened before is like it's <laughs> not it's not actually that exciting. Uh... But like in, in I that that shot alone was very beautiful. So like I, I at least have to say like the. The animation in this show is very good. The, the problem is it's not really servicing anything. The setting, the setting is too good for the show. It is. Yeah. It has, I guess, yeah. has so much potential. I really thought we were going to get sort of a mixture of Star and Adventure Time in terms of them going away from the from the kingdom and going on adventures, and I feel duped. Well, also those shows you mentioned have more emotional depth. They yeah. have more heart. And they're for kids. They're, <laughs> like they're the, generally kids shows. This is an adult show. It's well, yeah, but like you, you, you can have an adult animated show and like have it have emotional impact. But like the the that that they just fail at that those attempts. Yeah, like they try I'm just with... like my mind is blown because Matt Groening has done that before. Yeah. The Simpsons has done that. Uh, Futurama Futur- has done that. Like Futurama, Futurama felt like the epitome of doing this kind of stuff, of doing it well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So all in all, I I I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, uh, the, the the intro music. Any any thoughts? Oh, I, I, was I just like it. a dirge. Not good. It's boring and not really interesting about the. Intro, which it felt like it was trying to be Game of Thrones, and it just wasn't. See, all all I thought was like, what if jazz? Oh, like that, that, that's the only thought that really like it's like, hey, let's just make it jazzy. Could, it could at least but, be shorter. These episodes could. Oh at least my god, be... please! Oh yeah, the yeah, intro is yeah. too long. Yeah. Thank God yeah. Netflix has a skip intro button. Mm. Thank God. Well, you, you thought it was well, the the first episode. It was too long, I admit, but at, at least thirty-six in the, in, minutes. Are you freaking kidding me? Okay, the episode. Yes, I was talking about the intro. Like the intro in subsequent episodes wait, is like ten wait, seconds. Was the first seconds. episode thirty-six minutes? Uh, yeah. Yes, I think so. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know because it's okay because you need to set up the characters, quote unquote. Well, Castlevania is allowed to do that, but not this show. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, and I, I guess we have we also this episode. We we've talked about the plot about Elfo dying and stuff, but there's a stinger scene that I just found out on the rewatch. So I didn't even notice this the first time. But there's a stinger scene at the end of the final episode that shows him washing up on the Mermaid Island or whatever. So like, at least if you watch that watch the show without it, you're like, okay, maybe Elfo stays dead. That would be interesting. But I guess the stinger scene is just there to confirm. Like, don't worry, guys, he'll be back. Yay. Don't worry about it. Yay. I'm glad you brought this up, Alex. So there's one last thing that I have a bone to pick with this show. The Mac Groening was greenlit for this show, and he he pretty much wrote a second season into this season. Like Netflix was like, sure, yeah, right. Like just do that. It's fine. Like you know, everyone, like people were like, yeah, that's good. Do that. And on it just, it, I don't on know. It, on Netflix, it's titled Part One. So yeah, uh... Netflix, Netflix. Saw this and like, yeah, we want more. And Matt Groening's like, I just know I'll get more. And everyone watching this is like, please don't give us no more. more. It's like, I never <laughs> seen something like this. The last time I saw something like this was Last Airbender, book one, water. Assuming just. Oh, oh, okay. You're just comparing naming scenes. I was like, how dare you try to well, compare no, no, no. Avatar to this show in any way? to the movie. The movie. Oh, oh! Um, I, I guess that's true. They'd also do that in the movie. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be uh, great if this just never got a sequel. I would oh be so happy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I think we can wrap up there. Uh, our, our thoughts have been made clear. Uh, yeah. Disenchantment is 
a show that uh, wastes a lot of potential and ends up just being a, a hassle and a chore. I to think watch. there's some value to watching it if you have interest in how shows can go bad and interest in writing in general, because you can learn lessons from watching well, stuff. That- but uh, yeah, so uh, that 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 concludes our discussion on this Netflix show. I don't think we'll be talking about season two, but hey, you uh, never know. It, it, it might better. be gluttons for punishment. Um, uh, but idiot, un- until then. Uh, until then, you can find the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us, chat with us about Disenchantment or any other animated show we cover here at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John, a.k.a. Johnny Bravo. Uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Hugh. And uh, yeah, other than Disenchantment, we we talk about good shows here as well on Overly Animated. We do? So you you can go yeah, find our. Yeah. I I think we do. Bojack's uh, coming back soon. We cover that. Bojack Horseman is a Netflix oh. show that is coming back very soon. And um, we recently wrapped up coverage on another Netflix show, Voltron: Legendary Defender. Yeah, um, but I heard that was stuff good. On that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's better than this. Yeah, it's that's tough part though. I made that point earlier. That, that's true. But, but yeah, and uh, other animated uh, adult animated shows you can go seek out instead of this. Like Final Space was had a first yeah. season that was really good. Um, Rick and Rick and Morty obviously is <laughs> pretty good. So like there are adult animated shows that can be both emotionally deep and funny at the same time. This enchantment is not one of them, but there are other shows you can seek out if you're looking for that combination. So yeah, on, on that note, that thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, this podcast wasn't as much of a chore as the actual show uh, Disenchantment <laughs> was, but let l- let us know. Uh, <laughs> un- un- until next time, we'll we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye-bye. 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 Bye bye. Andy, say bye. Goodbye. <laughs>